Hello, everyone, and welcome into the college football playoff mega show reaction show right here at Beyond the Big Ten. You could follow us at Beyond the Big Ten wherever you get your socials on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm Joey Christopoulos. We have a fantastic panel to talk about the college football playoff final four, what it means, what they got right, what they possibly got wrong. But let's first bring in our panel. He is former defensive back Wisconsin Badgers great. You can follow him at underscore SCS8. It's Sojourn Shelton. What's up, Soj? How y'all doing, man? Pleasure to be on here with you guys, talk some ball. It's a lot to talk about, man, with this playoff thing, so let's get to it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, let's keep it up north real quick. Let's go to the monster in the middle here. He's former defensive lineman, Wisconsin Badgers great himself. Yeah. You could follow him at Dub Herring 45 two Bs, two Rs. It's Warren Herring. What's up, Warren? <laughs> What's good? Uh, like he said, excited to talk to y'all boys. Talk football. What we do best. That's what we do best. We're going to cut it up right here. And next, coming up, sure. you can follow him at Sweetfeet underscore White on Twitter or at Sweetfeet on IG. He's three-time Super Bowl champion. It's James White. What's up, James? Going on, y'all. I'm excited to talk about this playoff. I'm sure there's a lot of different opinions in here. So let y'all know they got it wrong. This is no <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. Down. We're about to get into it, and what's so exciting is I know all of your Final Fours, and none of them are the same. Let's bring in our other half here. These are the Testudos and Touchdowns pods. This is our Maryland pod right here. They're also going bowling. Let's talk to our former Big Ten tackles leader in 2018. He's Trey Watson himself. What's up, Trey? What's up, man? How you doing? Sounds like we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> We're getting right into it right now. And then finally... And then finally, rounding out the lineup right now, he's former Maryland running back. He's entrepreneur. He's bodybuilder himself. It's Ike Aguebe. Aguebu, excuse me. What's up, Ike? How you doing, man? Hey, I said we ain't done yet. Let's get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go, guys. The final four is out. It is official. It is Michigan at one, Washington at two, Texas at three. And in, I guess, somewhat of a shocker, Alabama SEC representing sliding into four right now. Uh, we're going to get all of your takes right now. But, James, I want to throw it to you first, man. Um, I know your final four. You can reveal your final four if you want. Let's start it easy. Let's start it simple. Did the college playoff committee get this final four right? No, they got it wrong. It's one of those years where it's truly a toss-up who could be in this playoff. I feel like anybody in the top ten very well can win a national championship. Then they got number one right. I'll roll with Michigan. You know, they play great defense offensively. They can pass and run, although their pass has been very inconsistent. Number two, I'm going to go at Washington. Washington undefeated, beat Oregon twice. Offense explosive, defense a little questionable. They they showed up on Saturday night, though. They, they held down an Oregon team that could play physical. Number three, I'm rolling with Florida State. They're the other undefeated team, and I understand that's question marks because they don't have their starting quarterback and all that, but Going undefeated is hard in college football, no matter what conference you in, especially if you're in a Power 5 conference. And I understand the committee talking about they don't have their starting quarterback. That's the reason they're not there. Like we saw with Ohio State, unfortunately against, you know, our Wisconsin Badgers, that he, he showed up in the game and, you know, threw the ball all over the place, and they had other talent that a quarterback can do. And then number four, I'm going with Texas. Texas, they beat the SEC champion in Alabama on the road at LA House, and they, they do have a loss as well. But they, they came out, they got going the rest of the season, so I'm rolling with Texas at my number four. Trey, hop in on this one here. Uh, reveal your final four, too, as well. You do not have an SEC team in there, too, as well. And just talk a little bit about Florida State, what that university's going through right now when they get locked out. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I have the same rankings as James. Michigan, one, Washington, two, Florida State, three, and Texas, four. And he laid it out pretty good. I really don't think it's that hard, man. We got power five. 
because they're the power five. Those are the five conferences we respect as being the elites of the elite. We had three undefeated conference champions. One, two, three. Like, what, what are we doing here? Number four, like, like he said, Texas beat Bama in head-to-head. They were both 12-1 and one conference champions. How hard is it? Talking about quarterbacks and this and that, and, and the committee added a little rule in there at the end that said, we can decide if a, a team a team lost a player or a coach and that, that factors into our decision. Then why are we playing football games? What are we doing? Oregon was Oregon was ten point favorite over Washington in in the playoff game or the the conference championship game after Washington beat Oregon in the regular season, but we're gonna have we're just gonna decide before the game. Okay, yeah, they would beat them. They're better than them. They earn the spot. This whole earn versus uh, what is it deserve thing or best teams? It's a waste of time. You, you play the you games. So you play the games. Time. A team won. I don't want to go on all day, but it really ain't that hard, man. Like these fools just wasted our time with this with this system. You roll it to that right, right in a great point. I know, literally. And I'm gonna roll forward. I, uh, I pick it up right here too as well. Reveal your top four as well, and uh, and I was give saying, us a little bit of your take too as well of like uh, why uh, Florida State's not in it. I'm a little unconventional with my picks. I, I like to uh, to dwell on the past a little bit. So I I got Michigan at one. I got Washington at two. I got um. I got Texas in there, I think, as well, and then I got the Terps at four. Just cause, te- <laughs> if, if you look, if you look back in history, <laughs> if you look back in history. Listen, listen, listen. I, there's a, a method to my man. Respect. If you look back in history, oh, a few oh, years Lord. ago, we beat Texas back to back years. So I just think that automatically feels like the buy to get up in there. <laughs> it's two twice. At home and away. So that just gives us a reason why we need to be in the playoff just to spice things up. You never know what can happen. I just feel like I feel like that's that's the way to go. So I know nobody agreed with me, but I got my reasons. Well when you start when you start looking up the, the committee bylaws and you start looking into uh when they talk about subjectivity, uh you're nailing it right there. I exactly the hey. one right there. <laughs> Uh, real quick, hey, uh, still, sure man. Everybody got constituents. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I got us. So look, I, it's time we got to tag. We got to tag Sojin on this one right here because you do have the SE teams. You got Georgia. You got Alabama also in there right now. I want to set you up, man. Make your case, man. Uh, tell us a little bit why uh, those guys deserve to be in the Final Four. Who Georgia and Georgia and, and Bama? Yeah, Georgia and Bama. Uh, yeah, I mean, bro, we got to We just we just got to be real with ourselves. Georgia, two time back to back champ, haven't lost a game in two and a half years. Uh, they lost that game to to Bama in the SEC championship, and Bama over the process of the season has just gotten better, right? We all play college football in here. We know coming out of camp, you know, getting into games, you kind of start off, you know, a little bit slow, and as the season progresses, you get better. And I think that's where they had to slip up against Texas at earlier in the year. But as the year went on, if you watch college football, the product that Bama has put out. Um, has continuously got better. I know they did struggle in two games um, against what USF and Auburn. Auburn. We all been we've all been in games where you know you just had to get out of it. And and that Auburn game is a a a, um, a, a rivalry, rivalry game. So you know just just them being in that situation and them getting out of it and then getting to the SEC championship and beating the number one team um, that's been the number one team for a long time. They both deserve to be in there, and, and I think when we when we talk about this whole process, are we trying to get the best four teams in college football in the playoffs, or are we trying to get the most deserving teams? Now, if we say deserving, I gotta go Florida State, right? Undefeated in the Power Five conference, which 
their strength of schedule was, if we're going to be real, their strength of schedule was trash. They literally played nobody. They beat, they beat LSU, which I think everybody thought was going to be better than what they put out this year. But 9-3 and three LSU, not a top team in the SEC this year, which they normally have been. But af- outside of that, they, ha- they haven't played anybody. And then also losing your starting quarterback. That team was good with Jordan Travis there. I will give them that. But after the loss of that, going to Gainesville, and winning in a convincing way, but struggling. I think the quarterback only threw for a hundred and something yards. And then the following week, getting into that that ACC championship game, and you throw for fifty five yards. And we're sitting here trying to convince ourselves that this team is gonna go into the playoffs and beat a Michigan or a Texas or a Bama or whoever at the time we were thinking was gonna make the playoffs. So for me, I'm just I'm not into you know I'm not I'm a college football fan and I love to watch football and. The product we got last year from TCU when they got to the championship was a 65-7 to national championship. Like, I legit remember watching that game upset. And I think the committee was put in a position where they can't have that again this year. Now, it's always going to be controversy, but I think moving forward is going to be helpful that 12 teams are going to now be in there. Because now, right, we, we all play ball. We know that, you know, week to week, anything can happen, right? You might have a game where, a Florida State come in and they and they beat a Bama and you know we'll get a chance to see that. But I just think right now with the history of everything that happened last year in the national championship and how upset people were, and then you know just coming into this year with with FSU not having their starting quarterback, they had to put Bama in there. Um, so that that's just my case. I just think the two. I honestly think Georgia. If we really look at it, I think Georgia literally, in my opinion, beats all three of those those teams that made the playoffs you get what I'm saying so and then Bama Michigan Washington it's a lot we can go into man and in and in a, in a lot of reasons reasons I feel the way I do feel but I'm gonna let other guys you know speak and then I'm gonna get into it a little bit more yeah we're gonna open it up and we're gonna dive deep into it but Warren I want to get your take on this because so do you think that you're bringing up a really interesting point with TCU and when we talk about the committee um, look, I'm the only non-football player here, right? So, like, I may be the only, like, relation to the committee. Them worrying about the entertainment value, the style points, and the offense. So, Warren, my question for you is reveal what your top four is. And then on top of that, man, I want you to weigh in, too, when you've got a team like Florida State that beats a high-powered Louisville offense 16-6. to And I think that there's a lot of people out there, like me, that don't yeah, never played the game or saying, well, it wasn't pretty enough or there wasn't style points. As a defensive lineman, that's got to piss you off because that was a pretty nice oh, sure. win from the defensive side of the ball, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to keep this brief. Man. If, I'm, if I'm FSU, I'm boycotting and I ain't playing the ball game. Screw that. You know, they can kiss my butt. But anyway, that's just me. I, we can talk about that later. But uh, my top four, I mean, very similar to the other guys, except for I because he's drinking all song. But <laughs> on that, yeah. <laughs> but I got Michigan. I just see you seeing what Michigan has done all year being undefeated. They're great. Uh, Washington has played great, uh, proven themselves. My three, I got Florida State. I think being a Power 5 conference, and that's what we talk about is being a Power 5 team. Like, I look back at, like, we t- some of me and a couple of guys were talking about it earlier. I related to, like, for example, Clemson. Obviously, Clemson was great. They won a national championship. But you're talking about coming out of that same conference, playing the same teams that ain't great, going under – I mean, we can name teams in that conference that year that weren't that great. I think the best team was maybe North Carolina. But they still made it, putting up all the numbers. They make it and end up winning a national championship, right? 
Again, I get it, Breeze. I'm just saying you Yo, got another bro. team coming out of ACC that's playing the same teams. But but when you say that, and I'll have to cut you off when you no, say you, that, you, 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 literally that year that you're talking about that Deshaun Watson went and he went to Tampa and beat Alabama, that same Florida State team, which was good, ended up playing Michigan in the Orange Bowl and beating Michigan. So as far as like that con- that year with teams, there were there were solid teams. I did teams that, but Michigan that also wasn't great that year. They were decent. You got to be good to make a New Year's right. Bowl game. 100%. 100%. You got to be good to play in, 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 in either the Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl, whatever it is. You got to some type of you got to have some type of good product. You get I, don't dis- I don't disagree with you, but I still think Florida State has a good enough product to be in the top four. Okay. Obviously, what they've done. And then even with the freshman quarterback, I mean, get a man a chance. People get up to play on Saturdays, bro. Like, you never know what somebody can do. I mean, he had one game this past this past week where he played what two and a half quarters because the because the second string went down, and obviously he didn't show exactly what he had, but he couldn't get into a rhythm. You know, he's he's young, things like that. But they also have a great defense. Like that's the he biggest threw thing. Fifty five yards. Get a defense a chance. Okay, he threw from fifty five yards, but they still have other playmakers. Get a defense a chance. They can shut. They I guarantee defense was top five in the country. I guarantee you they can right. shut down a Bama, a Georgia, a Michigan, a Washington. You give them a chance, but you the, the draw. The go. only drawback I have with that is like. I don't, I don't know. I know James was in in Indy watching the you know the Michigan game. I actually watched that Florida State game because I petted hunted, um, and uh, I took uh, I was a little sick. I took Louisville plus nine and a half, and they ended up losing. And that was that was literally my own loss. But no touchdown. But here, but here's the thing though, right? We sit there and we say how dominant FSU's defense. Their defense was not that dominant that game. Literally, the quarterback they they blocked the field. They blocked the punt. And they had the ball within the 10 yard line. The first play, they throw a fade to the tight end. He literally catches it on his back. And as he's falling out, the ball popped out. The very next play, the quarterback threw a pick, right? So, I mean, they, don't get me wrong. They made the plays that they have to make. And, you know, you always give them credit for that. But Louisville moved the ball on this, off, on, on this, on this defense. So, and to sit there and just say, like, their defense was this elite, and I understand when you look at the numbers, yes, they were, but their conference was terrible. When you're playing Wake Forest, who has four wins, three wins, your defense should go out there and strap stuff. When you're playing uh, North Carolina, which was started extremely, extremely well and literally dwindled off the cliff at the end of the year, you should strap teams like that. You should strap Pitt. You should strap Virginia Tech. You get what I'm saying? So when we're talking about being in that conversation of four teams, I need to see you playing Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Michigan, uh, Bama playing Texas, uh, you know, OU, uh, um, um, Washington playing, you know, Oregon. Like the Pac-12 this year put out a good product with numerous of teams that was in that conversation. And they had teams finish within the you know the top 25 so that's my thing when it comes to like the stuff with Florida State and saying how good their defense is and how they would have been and give their quarterback a chance because the stuff that we're seeing from them during the season was great and it was cool and all but I don't want to see that in 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 January when when everything's on the line for a national championship I want to get uh, Trey in in on this one too as a former linebacker man I want you to weigh on this uh this defensive conversation especially with uh FSU oh Honestly, man, so just to, to hit a couple of things that, that y'all have brought up. One, so you, you brought up that that drive after after they blocked the point in the in the ACC championship game. That's great defense, bro. But that those, is. The, it the is. same linebacker. Okay, so so you again you're talking about you you're talking about they're not that great of a defense and they made great defensive plays that you referenced. You just kind of didn't reference them as being great plays. 
the team made two back-to-back amazing plays. The tight end didn't drop that ball on that fade. He popped it, it out. That's mm-hmm. an incredible play. Then he turns around man-to-man makes a pick. Now, I know Warren saw it, but five verse dominated that football game. 55, that big D tackle, mm-hmm. took Backs. over a football game from Backs. the interior defensive line. That was a dominant defense, bro. And one thing that you're not really recognizing just in this conversation is, do you know who had a winning record against the SEC? The eight, the Atlantic Coastal Conference. Okay. Six and four. As much as you want to talk about LSU, they lost three games. They lost to Florida State. They lost to Bama. And I forget who the other one was. Probably Georgia. I think they played. Might have been Ole Miss, I think. Ole Miss is fire, too. Okay, so you're talking about who beat them the worst? Probably Florida State. Florida State drugged them boys by 20-plus in a neutral site game. So not at the crib. They went in Florida with a, a dude who hadn't played at quarterback, won. Like, come on. Like, we can we can discredit things all day long, and we can talk about, you know, they're not that good. Their strength of schedule, cool. That's a that's a computerized number. That ain't that ain't really much of nothing. Their strength of record, which is an accumulation of the wins, losses, based on their record and the opposing team's record, their strength of record was third, ahead of Texas, ahead of Bama. So now again, you if you I can pick and choose any stat to fulfill any, you know, role or agenda I want to push. At the end of the day, bruh, when you step on the field, what you gotta do? You gotta win the game. You got to win the game that you're playing. And we're talking, about, we're talking about strength of conference <laughs> here and there. But in 2023, if we're looking at the totality of it, the SEC was not 2022 SEC. It wasn't 2021. It wasn't the SEC when, when all of us were playing. It, it just wasn't. You're talking about a Georgia team that barely beat Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's terrible. <laughs> they lost to Louisville. Who, who just beat Louisville the other day? Florida State. Georgia was losing to Auburn until like seven minutes left in the game. Auburn lost by 25 points at home to New Mexico State. I don't know if you heard what I just said. New Mexico State. They paid them multiple multiple million dollars to come in their house and lost as an SEC football team. And then then Bama Bama only won because of a prayer. And, yes, give them credit. They won because of that prayer. They won. But if we're going to take into account that Florida State doesn't have a quarterback, we got to take into account that the SEC scraped by. Yes, Georgia won every game they played, but they did not look all that great all season long. Why were they number one? Because they were the best team last year. So, okay, we can take into account where they started, but take into account how they played week in and week out, how their opponents played week in and week out. Their conference had a losing record against the conference. We acting like it's trash. And you might be right, 99% of the time that is the case. You might be right that Florida State might have gone into the playoff and got whooped. But guess what? That ain't our job to pick the best game. That's not, that's not the playoff committee's job to pick the best game. You talking about best four teams, they don't get to pick the best four teams based on who they thought were not Vegas. The job oh, of the so. committee is to walk in there and say, who played the best this season, whose record reflects that they are team number one, number two, number three, or number four. And the reality of it is, Florida State was easily in that in that bracket. My thing is, and and me, James, and Warren, we kind of had this conversation, and I agree with you guys. But that's what a committee is for. If it was about simply just winning, like how it was before with the BCS system, we would not need a committee. They literally put a criteria out there for what they follow, and 
that yes, winning your ball games that are put on your schedule is a part of it, right? Going undefeated, winning all the games that you're playing head to head, strength of schedule. Um, you know, coaches. I, I seen that last one that they. I, I, you know, I don't know if it was there previously before. It as was. far as if it was there previously before, but you know, whether it's players or coaches and how you look towards the end of the year. So, I listen. I'm in agreeings with you guys. I, it is a snub, right? And that's why I said it's always going to be controversy until we get to that 12-team system, right, where we get the best the guys in that we think are good. But when we're talking about getting the best teams in, me personally, I just don't think Florida State is better than those two teams. Now, that's just my opinion. I also feel like as far as, like, you know, those 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 coaches and, you know, those players, yes, it's bad, but I feel like everyone in here knows that, if Florida State had to go head-to-head with Bama, you would pick Bama. If Florida State went head-to-head with Georgia, you would pick Georgia. That so, ain't my and job. I, I, and that's okay. Any given Sunday, guys. any given Saturday, anytime you step on the yeah, field, anything can happen. True. Yeah, you are bringing up a point that, you know, there was a lot of rumors and some leaks out there that if Florida State and Michigan were going to play each other, it was going to be a 13.5-point spread in Michigan's favor. It kind of, like, leads itself into that TCU argument again, so it's a little bit of maybe the committee got a little bit scared about Wait, putting them in the final Did you four. see the reaction to them people when they found out they had to play Bama? Because oh, they know. Not that oh, Did you see the reaction? Like, like, come on, bro. We're, we're yeah, football yeah. players. We, I ain't even. supposed to put that on no social media when they yeah, announce yeah. you playing Bama. Everybody's going, the, grab your chest. Yeah, yeah, Grabbing yeah. your chest. What the <laughs> hell is that? Alabama, Georgia, they are not that much better than any other team across the nation. They're not. Giving them the benefit of the doubt based on Last year, the year before that, the year before that, they are not the same team, man. Like, and I understand what you were saying as far as TCU and all that. Last year, they getting beat six by seven. FSU you can't be judged based off TCU. They're not the same. Facts. You know, I'm saying. And the only way to, for us to ever find out if they can compete with those teams is put them in there. Dude. Let's see what happens. Like, I, I understand. I know there's a criteria and, and all of that, but like for me. They fit the criteria aside from whatever the the quarterback situation, but you just never know how kids are going before you can. Jalen Milrow can go out there and stink it up in the playoff. And stink it up, like, you know what? Like, 100%. you know what I mean. So who who knows how these dudes going to perform? I just think you got to give the team the opportunity, and that's why they go into the twelve team playoff that way. You know, all these teams get in, and then hopefully everybody gets their fair shot and whatnot. I just think Florida State just got holes in that situation. I think they are good enough to compete with all these teams, no matter if they got a backup quarterback or not. You just got to play the game a certain way. We all know that. Like, your, your starting quarterback go down, shit, we got to find a way to find a way to mask him in coverage or he go out to hold his own on the outside. Like, there's ways to, you know, to get around that and, and teams do it. Just like Iowa, the Big Ten Championship, they missing all these dudes, but they held their own against Michigan for the most part. Just they offense couldn't do shit whatsoever. But, you know what I mean? You just got to see what these teams could do in this situation. I just feel like they – deserve opportunity. I think um y'all are making great points, but at the end of the day, these these conferences and the college football players, like they trying to like pat their pockets. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they they don't even want to risk the chance of a game being a sixty four or whatever the score was. They want to make sure that like bus is gonna be in seats and people gonna be watching T V. And Bama is gonna have people watching T V and in seats. You you look at uh Texas, everybody wants Texas to be good. Texas is just a school that's poised to when they good, like college football is good. And then you have Washington who is like rightfully like the storyline for Washington 
You got Penix, who's coming off of an injury, having a, a prolific season. And then you got Michigan with Harbaugh. Like, those are beautiful storylines that's going to make sure that people watch the ratings go up. I, I promise you this college football playoff is going to break whatever record there's been because there's so many, like, captivating storylines and folks just trying to make money. And that's why there's a committee. I'm sure the committee, they have their, like, individual beliefs and stuff like that. But then there's, like, whoever is making the big decisions and who's signing the checks is like, hey, go ahead and do do what you got to do, brother, because we need this bread type deal. So I feel like you can throw whoever you want in it and you can say, like, it's not our job, but, like, bills got to get paid and, and Christmas gifts got to get bought. So, like, they did what they had to do. <laughs> yeah, Bill's Bill's got to get paid right, and we're moving to a 12-team next year. So, obviously, they want to just try and get it right, maybe for the ratings thing. Uh, Warren and Trey, I want to get you guys your take. Warren, you're going to go first on this one. You guys both have Texas in your top four. Let's bring up Texas just really quick, a team that jumped from seven all the way into the top four. Now, I, I from my viewpoint, I want you guys to tell me wrong. Tell me why Texas deserves to be in the top four, because it is a little mixed messaging, right, that you can't – you move Florida State out out of the subjectivity of not having the quarterback around, but you're moving Texas in – by virtue of beating Alabama, you can't have Alabama in if Texas beat them. So, so Warren, you know, how do you make sense of that? And 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 talk a little bit about how they leapfrogged everybody to get in the top four. For sure, um, I think that I mean you could tell by the way they played all year. I mean they played great all year. They lost one game. They lost to Oklahoma. Is that right? Oklahoma finished with top twenty-five. So Oklahoma's not a bad team, and that's a rivalry game. As Sojourn was talking about earlier, it's one of those games. They did beat Alabama earlier in the year. You know me for me personally. I would have Texas in there as my number four team just because they beat Bama, but we also got to remember they beat a Bama at the beginning of the year that didn't wasn't for sure who their quarterback was, things like that. So would I have had them leapfrog a bunch of teams? Probably not, but if you're going to have Alabama in there, you have to have Texas in there because Texas did beat them regardless of the regardless of what happened at that time from a roster standpoint, who was down, whatever. They won. It is what it is. That's what happened on the field. Jalen Milrow also played that game. Again, wasn't one another one of his best games, things like that. Whoever they had starting at the time didn't play a great game, yada, yada, yada. But Texas played a great game, which is why they're in number three. And this is why I keep them in the top four. It's because they beat Bama. If you're going to have Bama in there, you got to have Texas in there. Texas benefited from just the way things aligned. When when you align these massive, you know, out-of-conference games at the beginning of the year, you're risking a lot. You're risking everything because uh-huh. if you lose like Bama did, you know, odds are in any given year you're out because if you lose one more game, you out of the conversation altogether, and that loss might get held against you. And you know, fortunately for Bama in particular, they didn't. But Texas benefited from winning a bigger game than the game that they lost. They get they get the benefit of the doubt because the game they lost was a rivalry game where things just aren't weighted the same. And it also was in the middle of the season where, hey, the rest of the Big Twelve Conference ended up playing pretty well and got a decent level of respect. So it's not they not like they lost to a scrub. Um, but I think the the real thing that both Texas and Bama benefited from is the fact that the committee just wasn't standing on business with with Florida State. And in that, I mean, if in the criteria this whole time was the notion that a player being hurt or a coach not being there could bump you out of the rankings and they could consider that, then the moment Travis went down, they needed to be out. They needed to be six, seven, eight, because you knew no matter what happened, you were not going to realistically consider them for that number three, four spot the whole time. So stand on business, boot them boys out, say, hey, Bama and Texas are next in line no matter what happens. Either Georgia or Bama was going to be in. That was basically inevitable. And and they knew that the whole time. And the argument isn't that this isn't best for the business of college football and this isn't the most profitable game. And not even that these are 
potentially the best teams. It's just what was supposed to happen. Um, because like I said, at the end of the day, if we're not if we're not going to wait playing the games, then don't play them. Don't play them. Just skip to the end. Sure. But the reality of it is, sure. on on any given Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I don't care where we line up, the field, the parking lot, David versus Goliath. I got a chance when I step on the field. Let's say Florida State, right, undefeated. They should get in at the third spot. So now you take out of those three teams out of Bama, Georgia, and Texas, how does how does that shape out? Does it only shape out just because Bama beat Georgia and Texas beat Bama earlier in the year? Or is yeah. there do you guys think like there is a conversation there where we could try and pick between out of those three teams, who's the best team that deserved that fourth spot? Like, you could pick. I mean, Texas beat Bama head-to-head. I mean, they all got one loss. They're all solid football teams. I mean, as long as you don't got Bama in there, you can't just say Texas automatically goes in there. I mean, I don't know how y'all feel about it. I mean, I think it's just, like like we talked about the way I said, I mean, Texas beat Bama, Bama beat Georgia. Obviously, Texas and Georgia ain't played. By default, Alabama's conference championship, uh, conference champion, Texas conference championship. Texas got the tiebreaker over Bama. I mean, but do you not take in consideration that Georgia has been the number one team for so long? So like, I, th- and that's my thing with this whole thing. Like, should be no obviously it's a power five. So one team has to be left out of the conference, right? For sure. But that Georgia win is, I mean, that Bama win over Georgia is big. Like you're not just beat. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not just beating the Oklahoma State. You're not just beating a Louisville. You're literally beating a. And I know you can't take past stuff into seasons but you're right. beating a, a team that's won 20 I think it was 29 games in a row they were on a two they were they were on a win streak for two and a half years beating them and knocking them out the playoffs is a huge win so I just think it's just it's too hard to it's too hard to not put that in consideration of a team that has been a juggernaut right like for the past two years obviously we know teams change you lose guys you get guys x y and z guys go move on to the NFL but we're talking about a, a powerhouse juggernaut that we honestly watching them for the past two years. It was like, bro, I don't really see nobody beating them. You get what I'm saying? Like they have they have really been on top of college football and have become, quote unquote, the Alabama and the Clemson of, you know, the past you know couple years. So that's why I think that win for Bama is so big and that they had to they had to put them people in. They had to. Yeah, For me, it's almost like you might as well not rank teams. Until like four games into the year, yeah. get out from that point because obviously if you rank number one at the beginning at the beginning of the year, you win all your games. You you already at an advantage based off what y'all did last year. When last year don't matter when plenty of dudes going to the NFL, you might have new coaches, new new position coaches, like all out, yeah, offense coordinator, new defense coordinator. All that factors in. Like I don't know, I, there's no like right answer to it all. And like I said, I know that. Georgia is a good football team. Like they could be in this playoff as well. Like I said, there's a couple other teams that could be in here and very well win the championship. I just don't know how you sort it out. I think obviously the 12 team playoff will help situate a lot of that. But the, I feel like the preseason rankings feel like it almost screws some teams over in a sense. Well, and then on top of it too, as well. I mean, let's get over to the two other teams that made the Final Four too, as well. Let's talk a little Michigan and let's talk a little Washington. I want to start with Michigan just for right now. Uh, Ike, man, if you want to jump us off first on this one, um, you guys also have Michigan as the number one seed, and we've been pumping up all these other teams about why they deserve to be in, or other teams about why they aren't in and they deserve to be in. Um, Ike, are you are you are you still cool with Michigan being number one? Um, do they yeah. deserve the title? They're plus one seventy five right now to win the national title. Uh, talk about do they deserve it? 
Yeah, I would say like there there's a hierarchy in college football. You know, you got your power five, but then there's really like a it depending on the year, there's a power two. There's the two top top <laughs> conferences out of those five conferences. So like if you're an undefeated Big Ten team or you're an undefeated SEC team, you're gonna be the number one team more than likely in the college football playoff or whatever championship system that they have. So I would say Michigan has won every single game, and they in the Big Ten. They playing good teams every single week. There's no debate whether or not you know uh, their schedule, strength of schedule. Like, nah, you playing heavy hitters every week. So I say Michigan deserves it. And if they wet the bed in the playoffs, so be it. But um, I personally think that this would be a, a the year that Michigan really has a chance if they can get past the Bama boys. <laughs> this would be the chance that they that really when they play Bama, that's going to be the game they really decided. Because if they beat Bama, then I feel like they could win the championship. But if they don't beat Bama, then it is what it is. Uh, Trey, Trey, hop in on Michigan as the number one. Uh, let's talk a little Big Ten just really quick, repping uh, the number one seed out of this Final Four. I mean, I think the, the Big Ten East is a perennial top-level top level division within, within football. It's, it's as strong as the SEC West in, in any given year. I mean, we know how it goes. It's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Who's going to win out of those three? And, I mean, you know, we want to talk about that. But man, I mean, you know, but, hey, that, we were, we were, we folded. To be. We folded. But in the in the last three years, you know, you talk about the history of Georgia as of late. I mean, Michigan has run the Big Ten East, and they continue to do so. There's there's been no major letdown. Um, there really wasn't a scare. I mean, you can't call a close game. Top ten, top ten, Penn State, top ten, you know, Ohio State. You can't call those scares. Those are close games that, you know, are, are big-time games, and they keep prevailing. They went six-plus quarters without their quarterback having a touchdown pass, went 32 plays running the ball straight, and still dominated. If, if nothing else, that says that they have a way to dominate anybody. So, yeah, so uh, hopping in this, Warren, hopping on this, uh, James as well, too, as well. I'm just going to read it off really quick. We got Michigan at plus 175 to win the national title. Bama jumps up to plus 200. Texas at plus two seventy five, and then Washington at seven to one. Um, I'm just kind of curious. Washington's the only one. I mean, Washington, Michigan, they haven't moved. They've been there for a while. Warren, uh, Washington plus seven hundred. Are are you buying that, or do you you kind of like those odds? You think that they can compete? I think they might be doing that. I think they might be doing that based off of like Pac twelve previous history, just because every Pac twelve that team, every Pac twelve that's been in the top four has gotten smoked. You know, no lie, but uh. I mean, I think Washington has a chance. Obviously, they showed, you know, that they can play on the defensive side of the ball. That's the big question every year for a Pac-12 team is what are they going to do on defense? So, I mean, I do think they have a chance. They can put up a lot of points, you know, as long as they don't get, you know, stopped. Texas does have a really good defense. They got some great playmakers. Um, I do think, you know, if Texas, you know, slows them down and they're able to put up points of their own, Texas might have it, but, you know, you don't want to count anybody out. Like like Trey was saying, on any given Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever it is, you know, teams get up to play big games, and this is their opportunity to, you know, put Washington you know, not back on the map in a sense, but, you know, bring a, a national title to the Pac-12. So this is their opportunity. Uh, James, hop in on this conversation right here. Plus 700 for Washington. They've been there all season long. Uh, why do you think those odds are the way they are? And do, you think th- do you think they got a shot? I don't know why those odds are the way they are. I know they can light up a scoreboard. I just think defensively, I think it's a little bit of a problem for me, especially going up against Texas. Texas, they can they can air it out too. They can run the football. I think it's going to be challenging. I think Texas defense is better, although they are skeptical as well. But like I said, Washington's a dangerous football team. Michael Penix and that receiver core, 
They're a hard matchup for anybody. I don't care. None of these four teams, any team crossing the nation, they're going to stress the field, go forward on fourth down, all that. So I think maybe that's why the it's plus 700, all that for Washington, just the, just the way they can score points. Yeah, and so to hop in on this too as well, let's just pretend for a second that Washington gets past Texas. Talk about Washington offensively versus maybe the defense of Alabama or, or Michigan, whoever they would get for the national title. Do you think they got enough? Oh, yeah, yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, 100%. On, like I said, Penix and that receiver core all year have been able to light up the scoreboard. Um, I think I kind of think the college football committee kind of set it up a certain way to get that high-power game on offense with Texas and, and Washington and then, you know, um, the storyline on the other side between, you know, Harbaugh and everything Michigan has gone through and then, again, with, with Coach Saban and everything that comes with him and, you know, that Alabama team. So I think the playoffs is going to be real, real interesting. I think the committee in the world wants uh, Alabama and Texas, you know, kind of like how it was, uh, you know, a couple of, uh, not a couple of years, probably like 10 years ago um, when uh, Saban, I think, won his first national championship back at back at Alabama and um, the Rose Bowl. So um, it's going to be real, real interesting to see, man. I, I think Penix and, uh, you know, Washington really has a legit chance against Texas because like James just said not too long ago, Texas on defense is always skeptical, right? You you might get a Texas where they they out there, they they hit sticking everybody, they they attacking the ball, they catching interceptions, or you might get a game where they give up forty points. So um, it's going to be real interesting to see, and I'm excited for the uh, the playoffs. Yeah, we got weeks to go before the games are played, but I think it's time. Uh, we're the early favorites in the clubhouse. Uh, Trey, do you want to go first? Who do you have right now to win the national title? To be honest, right now the the safe bet is Michigan, in my opinion. Um, I feel like they match up as well against Bama as anybody. Bama gave up 20-plus points in, in eight of their games already this season. Uh, Michigan can score points, and I really don't fear Bama's defense like that. They're not the, the Bama defensive old. Washington's offense is high-powered, but who knows what their defense is going to give you. Um, I think that'll be a really exciting game, them versus Texas, but I don't see either one of them being able to to – be as well-rounded as Michigan is right now. Warren, who you got? Who's going to win the national title? You know what? I'm going to go with Michigan. Uh, I'm a little biased because I'm a Big Ten guy, but also at the same time, I mean, they are very well-rounded. When they come and bring that A game, they're really hard to beat. I do think they match up very well with Alabama. You know, Alabama has, you know, been, you know they had their ups and downs throughout the season. Still a good team in Alabama, but I don't think they're the Alabama of old. I think Michigan's got a really good chance. Uh, and, I, you know, truth be told, I think they actually end up playing Washington in the national championship. I think Washington has what it takes to outpace Texas. I do think their defense is good enough to get a couple stops. Do I think they're going to stop Texas every drive? No, definitely not. I definitely think Texas is going to put up points, but I think that game's going to be a shootout for sure. And then Michigan ends up beating, uh, beating Washington, ends up holding them on defense, uh, well, holding Washington's offense and ends up winning. Uh, you know, it's going to be a close game because Washington can't score, but – uh, definitely think Michigan pulls it out. Ike, who you got? Who's gonna win? Uh, I got Michigan because you know them boys. They putting that that uh, that email out. Go ahead, and get their plays. Yeah, literally. I I got Michigan. Michigan. I think trying. they they come and prepare both on and off the field. So they are gonna get that dub for sure. They are gonna put that trophy up finally. We got three Michigans. James, who do you got? Who's gonna who's gonna go all the way? Well, I'm going with Texas. I just think they. They're a wild card, man. They, they beat Bama. They're going to come into this this playoff confident, man. They Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell receiver, Ewers. I think, I think they're going to light it up during the play. As long as their defense can show up against – if they get matched up against a team like like Michigan, 
I just hope they'd be able to hold up in the trenches because we know Michigan can play bully ball. If you can't stop their run, it's going to be a long day for you. I just I just like Texas. I don't know. They ain't, they ain't been in this thing in a minute, so I feel like they should be they should be chomping at the bit. Soj, bring us home, man. We got three Michigans. We got one You know, I know he's rolling with. <laughs> you know. Is it Bama? I don't know who I'm rolling with, man. I'm going <laughs> – I'm going. I'm going Bama, but you know, I you know, I look at all the points that you guys bring up, and you know, my thing with Michigan has been, you know, as these last couple games, they've been relying very, very heavily on that run game, and that's going to be my determining factor if you know if they're able to get past Bama. I if I was Bama, I would make JJ beat me with his arm, and not saying that he can't, but just as of now, between Ohio State and then if you look at that Big Ten championship game, right? If Iowa remotely had any kind of offense. Right, we're looking at maybe a more competitive and closer game. So I think we get Bama and Texas in a rematch in the in the national championship, which is going to be in Houston. So that's going to be ooh, that's going to be pretty crazy. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bama. I want you guys to tell me who you think the best quarterback is left of these four. Um, as a Bears fan, I'm dying to know. But Warren, go first. Best quarterback? Oh, I gotta go Mike Penix. Yeah. I gotta go with Penix. He's fired. I mean, he can run. That boy can paint your back porch, walk your dog, and he can't pass. Yeah, that wasn't nice. <laughs> Trey, best quarterback of the four remaining teams. That's easy. That's that's my dog, Michael Penix, from the crib, Tampa, Florida. Um, went to the same high school, so uh, you know he he probably slipped out of being able to get the Heisman. Uh, I think I think Jaden pulled away just in terms of his performances at the end of the season. But Michael's the only one left of the of the four remaining teams that's you know a Heisman finalist, and, and that's for a good reason. Dude dude is different, so he's he's far and away the best out of these four. Ike, who you got? Yeah, yeah I got MP as well. I think by far, few and far between have, have done what he has done, and he's having a prolific season too, so I, I got him for sure. So it's then James, best quarterback remaining of the four college playoff football team. 100% MP. Just what he's been able to do in his story, man. But, you know, I didn't – I paid attention to but just, you know, figuring everything out these past couple – uh, weeks just with him bouncing back from the injuries and then just him being able to have the season that he has had. Um, I actually got him winning the Heisman, so you know I hope he gets it. I hope he deserves it. He put a team, he put his team in a position to be where they are now, which is in the college football playoffs, and you know I think he's well deserving of it. James, bring it home. I know Penix got the stats. Most dangerous quarterback, Jalen Milrow. That's the Tell him. Tell him. Yes, okay. Hey. I thought Brett was gonna say it. I'm just telling you right now, he is the X factor of all of these playoffs because what he could do running the ball, and if he is on throwing the football, they they probably gonna be the hardest team to stop because you got it. You see Georgia with two spies on that dude. When we see two spies on the quarterback, he so pilot. You know what I mean? So that's that's, that's the type of respect yeah. that he garnered. So I. That's how dangerous that dude is. So I, if he's on, he's on, but like he could be off too. So that's that's a big question mark. Hey James, I, I tweeted that during the game. I'm like, bro, I've never seen that before. They, the boys got two. Yo, unusual. You can only do that. That's a that's a great call, James. And and honestly, I like I love all the other answers on Penix because I'm kind of giving the edge to Penix myself, which is why I'm looking at Washington at plus seven hundred. I don't know if this is the NFL guy at me, but at some point, quarterback's gonna have to make some plays. And if you have the best yeah. one of the Final Four. It's going to give you a great shot. So why are you plus 700? Uh, I'm just saying. We're here with uh, the CFP Mega Show here up Beyond the Big Ten with Camp Randall Platoon Podcast and also Testudos and Touchdowns Podcast. We're going to talk a little Big Ten here, have some fun, and then get out of here. Um, so we're going to – each team is going to ask the other team one question 
about their season or if they want to ask something about their careers, go for it. But Maryland, uh, Ike, I think you got one lined up here. I want you to deliver a question. What on the Maryland side of the football do you have? What question do you have for the Badgers this year? Yeah, I was going to ask y'all what what happened to y'all boys this season. What was the reason that this season didn't end up the way that, that you that you might have expected? What was the reason, or or it could be a multitude of reasons? I love to hear. It. Obviously, getting a new coach this a uh, new coach and a new scheme this season. You know, that's not something that's always that's not something that's easy to deal with. So I think that's one of the things. But uh, you know, you hear a lot of it like guys not buying in the program. You know, I've talked about it all season. Like I put a lot of it on the players, man. Like regardless of who your coach is and, you know, the scheme that you have, like you got to have some buy-in. You got to put in the effort because a lot of those games that we that we played this year, you know, I, I truthfully think it was a little, you know, and I want to say the guys weren't put giving it they all, but I think, you know, it was a lack of effort in, in, in some games, you know, like you got to be able to find a next level. And I just didn't think we were finding that. Like we couldn't, you know, tap into a different dimension of the offense. You know, we were getting – ran on, you know, heavily on defense. Like, we were giving up teams, like, especially the last six games, I mean, like, 100 yards a game. So, I just think it was a little bit of uh, guys just not buying into what, you know, coaches were, you know, coaches were bringing. And not saying that the coaches weren't at fault either, um, but I just think that's a little bit of both. Yeah, kind of piggy, kind of piggyback off what Warren said, um, just bringing in, you know, new coaches, new philosophies. You know, they brought in a whole new defense, whole new offense, right? I know all you guys that have played against Wisconsin or – um, you know, just watch this. Y'all used to, you know, smash mouth ball. And then here it is. We bought in an air raid offense and it just wasn't what we thought it was going to be um, and as effective as we thought it was going to be. Um, so I just think it's just a just a product of just having a first year coach. I think next year and, you know, as the years goes on with Coach Fickle, I do think we do get better as he continues to bring his guys in that fits that defensive scheme and that offensive scheme and uh, we'll continue to get better. But it's a mixture of things, um, but I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, I'm an offensive player, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put most of the blame on the offense. I feel like we had an identity crisis. We couldn't figure out what we wanted to do offensively. Receivers couldn't get open. Quarterback couldn't find the receivers. If he did throw it to him, it'd be a drop. Miscommunication. Just that's just what it was all year long. Just slow start after slow start. Playing from behind. Feel like guys just weren't competing. I'm sure you guys feel like. Maryland had a certain culture. For for us at Wisconsin, I feel like our culture, we may not be the most talented, but we're going to go out there and compete. I just felt like that wasn't there this entire season. The last two games, when they're fighting for a bowl game, I felt like it was there. For the most part of the season, I felt like it wasn't there. And I think, you know, as the year had gone on, I feel like guys, you know, started to figure it out. It just wasn't there for me all year long. And I, a big part of that for me was the offense. Like, we, in some games, we ran for over 200 yards, and that's like a big part of Wisconsin football, but still. We throw on the ball for like a, you know, 150 yards a game, you know, 50% completion percentage. No, that that wasn't good enough. One thing that we talk about is just those memories of us being out on the field. What's a stadium in the Big Ten or even just all over in college football that you went to that you went to, and that's always like you know embedded in your in your in your brains as a as just being a memory and being out there on the field. For me, it was Michigan State, low key, because. Okay. They go hard. Like, the Michigan State fans, they bleed green crazy. So, like, when we went out there, I, I forgot what year it was, but, like, it was a mini blizzard that started coming down, and it was freezing cold outside. And I, I just look in the stands, and I see the fans like, ah, like, they hiking up. <laughs> like, <laughs> we on the side <laughs> freezing. And they like, oh, yeah, we got them now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. <laughs> hey, yo. But I say that, that was one of my, uh, my more prolific memories uh, in college football. What about you, Trey? Yeah, you know, I think my answer is going to be a little bit different. Like, you know, uh, the big house is cool 
It, it ain't all that. Uh, Beaver Stadium is cool. It ain't all that. The shoe, I wasn't impressed. To be honest, one that's unique and different, and them folks do not play, go out there to Kinnick in Iowa, bro. They they do not play around out in Iowa. And every time we played, I was at Illinois first, so I played there, I yeah. think, three out of my five years. Uh, bro, I know y'all know how close that sideline is to the bench and then the wall. But we she, we down there making adjustments and the phone yeah. the, the fans tapping you in the shoulder. Hey Watson, you didn't yeah. run that play correctly. I'm like, bro, if y'all don't get out of my day and huddle, bro. So every time we played there, the games were <laughs> and them folks weren't playing no games. And I I think I lost every time I was there. My teams kept folding. But uh it was just a fun place to play, bro. Like it's not even like it's that many people. It's only like fifty, sixty thousand. But then they got the wave. Like the wave is really cool being a part of that. So it was just a unique place to play, and my, my team was sucking, but I was balling there, too, so I had a good time, you know what I mean? It is what it is. One more question for y'all. I know, you know, coming to the year, I'm sure y'all were hyped. I was hyped for Maryland, I thought. You know, Man. I was in that mix. Yeah. For the West, y'all started 5-0, and y'all just go with like a three, four game skid. So, like, I, five. I was like, what was y'all emotions like through that, you know, kind of up and down, y'all five-game skid? <laughs> We was just like, come on, bro. Like, they was losing themselves the games. I even told Trey this. It was like the Maryland was playing like Sour Patch Kids. First day was sour, then they sweet, then they gone. Like, they everything. It's just like, bro, we got all the pieces to to really run run the table type deal. And then you got a lot of – you got some off-the-field stuff. You got, like, our offensive coordinator. He got a DUI. So, there was that. And then it's just overall the season was like – it was real disappointing. We had some accolades that were acknowledgeable, but, like, Lay really dropped the ball. This was the one season where we had every single piece that we needed to really run the table on our side of the conference, but we ain't we ain't we ain't really do that. So now we're gonna play Auburn and Nashville. So that's just what it is. It was live by Talia, die by Talia, bro. Uh <laughs> most yeah, most prolific quarter most prolific quarterback statistically in the history of our conference, right? And that's that's no slouch. Uh but it was just, you know. You ain't know what you was gonna get. You, you up ten, about to be up thirteen on old state fold. Every other time, you know, you you get in a position where you feel like, all right, this is finally gonna be the game. We're gonna turn the table. I know all y'all had that game. Like, hey, this finally the one. We gonna win it. And y'all was at Wisconsin. I, I played against y'all. Y'all won them games at, at times. Twenty twenty three Maryland. Eh, we just weren't gonna win them it's yeah. every single time, bro. So. It just, it, it, just is what, it just is what it is, man. I like, one. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you know, the, the, was it the State Farm commercial? You almost had it. You got to be quicker than that. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't quick enough, bro. We just really not. So, well, yeah. we're eligible, though. You're both eligible. That's all. Yeah. Well, three in a row. So we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take that for now. From my perspective, because uh, I got a chance to follow both teams. I've been producing for both these pods this year. I think, honestly, for both your guys' programs, like the one thing that will, really went wrong for you guys was that you should have never put Northwestern on your schedule. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. oh, that's this. That's, that's crazy. Hey, Dre, 100%, because Northwestern for years have been garbage. And garbage. Yeah. They, have one, they have one good little year, and now we got we got people talking crazy. 98 million into a stadium, and now you're different. <laughs> 90, yeah, 98 yeah. million for 9,000 fans. I can't wait. Uh, we got to get out of we got to get out of here on this final topic here. We had a fan submitted uh, question here, and uh, I think this one's really great. I want to get everyone to weigh in on this one. You guys have super have as much fun with it as you possibly can. But the fan mailbag question was: If you created an all star team from this year's Badgers team, 
and this year's Terps team, you put them together on one squad, do they beat Michigan? Warren, you go first. Smoking that Michigan pack, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, no, no, seriously, it's going to be close. I ain't going to lie. Michigan's good. Michigan is really good this year. But I think if you put our all-stars together, like we talked about, we got we going to have a dangerous backfield. You know, we got, uh, you know, no offense to uh, our quarterbacks, but Talia, Talia, Valo and tossing that thing. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have boys on the outside. Defense is going to be all right. We're going we gonna, gonna to be all right. You know, Michigan might run. Question all we need. That's all we need. But I think we win. But I, but I, think, but I, think, but I think the all-star team wins. I'm going to say we lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think just defensively up front, that's the problem. That's what Michigan Michigan going to see that. Yeah. And they go attack it. Like we saw them do it again. Against Penn State, just ran the ball the entire second half. And I know for Wisconsin, that was a big problem for us. You know, at times for y'all and Maryland, that was an issue stopping the run. So, yeah, I, I, I just say it would be a good game. But in the end, I feel like they're just running up and down the field. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go, go same answer. And it's all, it's all just because of, you know, Michigan's run game. I think both of our teams, we've struggled to stop the run. And that's what Michigan is leaning on. Like those big games that they won this past year, they literally – the last whole quarter against Ohio State ran the football. Um, Penn State, same thing, and then even in the Big Ten Championship, they ran the ball. So if you don't got the guys up front to handle that run, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think – I don't think – I couldn't even say who's going to win or lose that, Joe. I just know the defense is going to be burning some calories because both of those offenses are going to be rolling up the points. Literally, bro. Man, I can't even think who's going to win or lose that. Like the one thing I was going to say is, like, one thing I know about Wisconsin – Boys gonna have an old line. I don't care what y'all record is, what everything else. If y'all if we have y'all old line and y'all blocking for Talia and we got Braylon and we got Hemby and we got most of our receivers, no disrespect to y'all receivers. Hey, maybe we score fifty and they score forty because that's that's our best hope. Defense, I don't know what's gonna happen, like y'all said, but uh, that offense yeah, literally be something serious. Iowa's defense plus an all star team scraping of, of Terps and Badgers like offense versus Michigan. You just take Maryland, you just take Maryland offense and Iowa defense, then yeah, they pride win. Yeah, 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 Mm-hmm. I seen. I seen. He gonna get off now. I don't know. You know, it's Twitter. That's all of. Yeah. But I, 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 like, he he, he had an opportunity yeah. just because of who he yeah, is. For sure. He came from Bama. He's gonna get an opportunity for sure. So it's just it's gonna be a it's gonna be a head coach or a GM that's like yeah. we can like coach these mistakes out of him type deal. And then the left, mm-hmm. the rest is left just left for him to you know decide what type of quarterback he want to be in the NFL. So yeah. he'll always be straight. Yeah. So this is some dark out in the Wiggly. The turnover. Man. Take some risks. He can't be doing backflips in the NFL. That's not it. <laughs> All that whining and twisting and whining. No, sir. <laughs> so, like, ain't gonna lie. Hey, y'all see y'all, hey, y'all got any transfers leaving? Because we got a lot of transfers. <laughs> we got a lot. In the portal. We losing some guys. Portal, boy. We lo- we losing our best linebacker. We losing our best tight end. Tight end. Portal, yeah. So, hopefully, locks can can pull some guys in. Though. So, Deitches? we're going to definitely Deitches have some guys coming in. Yeah, Deitches. Yeah, Deitches, Deitches leaving. Gone. Dang. 
Yeah, we my 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 that bag right up my was killing chill out. Hey y'all, hey you see we had that uh you see we had that Syracuse we had that Syracuse uh, outside back at oh, he mid, played us, and decommit the same day though. Man, that's cool. Then that boy bro. went and tweeted. And that boy he went, went and tweeted. tweeted and said he gotta do what's best for him. Which was you just the That's what I'm saying. Like these teams be stingy with the NIL. The NIL money, they be stingy. It's, it's like if you're not getting the money from Maryland, it's like I can go somewhere else, go to an SEC team and yeah. really get the money. I, I don't want no car. I don't want my rent. I want a bag, you know, oh, like bag. some shit but like the, that. The, Zing, the dude that he working with, supposedly, I saw the, like a bunch of Wisconsin people talking about him on Twitter. He's not even like a like a certified like agent type dude. They like that's what's happening if you got it. Like if you see yeah, somebody you got this, this is SEA certified. It's like certified and it's. In his Twitter bio, so if you see anybody with that, they and they little Twitter bios are red flags. He probably ain't even, mm. actually is. Yes. Who who knows what buddy is scamming? Oh, it's you think you, yeah, you think know a lot of you know, a lot of them kids. Yeah, a lot of them kids already done got got bro. That 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 warning too late. Yeah, then got locked into some type of contract. Yeah, signing signing the NFL money away already. Yeah, Javar, uh, what's it that Javar, What did y'all well, Dexter? Taking a shot, at, <laughs> taking a shot at my Bears. How dare you? But see, that's what's interesting. Uh, not just about college football, you know, the bowl season that we're going to go through, but now with the portal, portal era leading into the recruiting class into spring practice. I mean, like, there's there's a bevy, there's a limitless left like amount of topics to talk about, um, and that's what makes it fun. And I don't know, and these guys are going to get paid, so good for them. Um, this is going to do it for us, guys. I think we're going to get out of here. This is the college football playoff mega reaction show right here at Beyond the Big Ten. Thank you so much for checking us out here on YouTube or listening to us wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank the Camp Randall Platoon podcast, uh, Sojourn Shelton, Warren Herring, James White, and I want to thank the Testudos and Touchdowns podcast, Trey Watson and Ike Aguebo. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, this is a great show, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us at Beyond the Big Ten wherever you get your socials on IG and Twitter. I'm Joey Christopoulos. We'll be back soon with some more off-season talk uh college football so make sure you tune in until when uh be well be safe please be good to each other happy holidays we're out of here